Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work in my office today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening today. Podcast 65. 65. 65. 65. 65. I think I'm all set here. You got your... All right. Whoa. <clears throat> you guys can't see this, but you have an amazing looking Starbucks drink right there. Yeah, I do. What? Is you, did your wife show up? <laughs> yeah. Oh, I, didn't, I, I didn't see her. I actually didn't see her either. I was shooting hoops at lunch. And I walked into my office right before we came in here to do this, and this was on my desk. So, This is a good-looking drink, folks. <clears throat> it's like one of those drinks where there is a ton of, like, I guess, cream on top. Thick, frothy, delicious-looking cream. Yeah, this is, this is my favorite fall drink from Starbucks. They introduced it a few years ago, or maybe last year. And it's pretty good. What is it? It is the pumpkin, swi- pumpkin spice sweet cream cold brew. Um, so it's a cold brew, and what makes it so much, in my opinion, what makes it the best is exactly what you talked about. It's that foamy, frothy sweet cream. Sweet cream on top. Yep, I can see the sweet cream. It's good. It does look very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very jealous. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> all right, let's let's um let's do the usual here. Can we? All right. <clears throat> I'm my record tanked. I wouldn't say tanked. You got one week wrong. I got I got another week wrong. What are you? Uh, four, I think I'm three and four or four and three. Four and three. Yeah, four right. and three. Well, and what what was frustrating is that I should have just stuck with my gut. If you remember I, last week, I think I can. I think I did a little bit of like pressure. I think I pressured you a little bit. A little bit, and then I started looking at the injury report. I'm like, oh, we're the Lions are gonna have all these great players back, mm-hmm. you know? And I don't, and and then I, I just like, yeah, we'll change it. Should have just stuck with my gut. Yeah. But, all right. <clears throat> so you're four and three. I'm four and six three. and one. I'm not really happy that they lost, <laughs> but right. It's nice to predict it right way, so that it kind of makes the loss a little bit better. Right. It's kind of a, a, a hack. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like a uh, mental hack. Yeah, it's a mental hack. I knew they're going to lose. I knew they were going to lose. <laughs> See? Yeah, I'm so smart. No. Um, <laughs> right. So, um, okay, so this week, though. This week. Monday got, night game. Monday night deal. game. Got the Raiders. They're back at home. Las Vegas Raiders, but the Detroit Lions are playing at home. It's a primetime game. Yeah. They have uh, got no idea. What their injury report is right now? I think, like, the people are healthier. I, they're getting healthy. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead right now. No no pre talk, nothing. I'm just saying Lions win. They are eight and a half point favorites, which is pretty big for the NFL. Yeah. So that that means something's wrong with the Raiders. Now I don't know what it is. I I'm really unprepared with uh, facts and stats. <laughs> I got nothing. Yeah. I think I've had too I've I've been too busy this week. Yeah, honestly, I don't really know what's going on with nope. the Raiders. I don't know what their I don't know what the record is. I don't know what like I don't I know where they rank. Three and four and four and three or three and three. There's something kinda right there in the middle. Like right around five hundred. I don't know what they rank defensively or offensively. Me neither. I know I pretty much walked into this blind, but I think the Detroit Lions are gonna bounce back. I think they're back at home. After two weeks being on the road, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to win, too. 
But this feels this feels a little similar to <laughs> to the Seattle game that we both predicted yes, a win. Yes, the Seattle game. How did you know I was going to say that? <laughs> because it because was like it their does. home opener, and you're like, oh, they're not going to lose their home opener. Yeah. The, you know, everybody's wearing like their their. Everybody's got their CJ Gons- Johnson Gardner blue masks on. Yeah, the decibel levels are going to be peaking past 120. They're not going to lose this game, and it feels like that again. It does. I I didn't want to say it, but as soon as you brought it up, I was like, I know exactly where he's going. It feels like this us predicting the Seattle game again. I think they're going to win. I mean, eight and a half point favorites is pretty big. I'm going to stick with the Lions' victory. I think. I think next week. You'll be five and three, and I'll be seven and one. Yeah, and I, I, I think the Lions are gonna win. Yeah, I have so I have a really quick, interesting fact for you about predicting the Lions. So I was talking to my dad before the game on Sunday, and he was like, "Yeah, I think they're gonna lose against the Raiders," and then he said, "And I've been right every single week on their win or loss." Huh? And I was like, "Wait, what?" He's like, yeah, I've predicted every single win or loss correctly so far this whole year. And I was like, I don't – I need some kind of verification. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, you can just say whatever. <clears throat> and so I asked my brother. I was like, hey, has dad predicted every single game? He's like, yeah. So I, he, like, took a second. He's like, yeah, yeah, every single one he predicted right. Wow. So I don't, <clears throat> I don't know what that means. Can uh, you uh, <laughs> text him and get his, get his prediction for for Monday night? <laughs> Can you? I'll, I'll text him right now. I'll see if he texts back by the time we're done. Okay. This is, li- right. this is happening, folks. This is live. We, we, got a, we got about 20 more minutes left in today's podcast. We're hoping that uh, Fred can text us back in the next 20 minutes, get his prediction. I'm just curious to see what Fred says since he's – been right every single time. Yeah, me too. We'll see. I mean, he's. I'm sure he's at work right now. Yeah. So I'm not sure if he's going to be back in 20 minutes to me, but we'll see. Okay. All right. And as you're texting your Faja right now, uh, let's get into this podcast. And the title of today's podcast is, This is the Greatest Life Hack. Man, I don't know about you, Pastor Aaron, but social media is full of fake life hacks. <laughs> <laughs> yes, 100%. <laughs> like, I've tried some of them. And, like, I, I, I admit, there's like, oh, this, this will make you an extra $100 a day. Da-da-da-da-da. Just go on, you know, Amazon and give a review of a product, and you'll make $100 a day. It, they don't work. No. And I love the time-saving ones. Those are my favorite. Time-saving life hacks? Yeah. Here's a time-saving life hack. If you need to – I can't even think of one right now, but there's been multiple that I've tried. I'm like, oh, that looks like a good idea. Yeah, no, I don't save any time. Huh. It's – I'm like, this is more time. Or they're like, here's a here's a time, a money-saving, time-saving life hack. I was actually laughing about one of these with my uh, with my brother-in-law. He's, he's young. He's just about to turn 13. And he was watching YouTube one day, and he's like, oh, look at that. And it was like a way to peel a, a kiwi or something like that. Okay. And Because kiwis can be kind of tough to peel. I just and, eat the skin of and the kiwi. He was, it was like you'd like take a Coke bottle and like cut it and take the cat. And it was like, I was like, 
No. This no. is ridiculous. I have to make a whole contraption no. out of things that I hope I have in the trash can <laughs> to peel a kiwi? <laughs> no. Nah. Or you have to drink a whole bottle of Coke just to peel a kiwi. <laughs> I'm like, no. Because you got to empty the can, right? <laughs> I'm just going to peel the ki- like, Or just do what you do. Just eat the whole skin. Like, you can eat the skin of a kiwi. It's just like an apple. You can. I'll, I've tried it. And the little fuzzies on the outside weird me out a little. It's fine. I don't know why it doesn't. It doesn't do anything like weird to my to me. I I, I like it. It tastes good. Um, it's got a, it's a little sour, and then the fruit is really sweet. So it's like a perfect combination. Perfect my, combo. I really right. like it. And so we're we're actually going to talk about a life hack that actually works because because there's too much there's too many liars out there. There's too much deception. There's too much stupidity floating around. Um, I don't know why people are lying all the time about it, about <laughs> stuff. It doesn't make, I don't know how it benefits them or, or what, what's the purpose behind it. <laughs> I, don't I don't know, man. There's so many liars out there now. You'll actually, you can find just as many videos now disproving the life hacks yep. as there are life hack videos. Uh-huh. So there, there's entire YouTube channels dedicated to showing how false life hacks are. Yeah, that's how bad it's gotten. <laughs> and and I'm glad they exist. They're, those are purposeful and and seem to uh, help, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, essentially keep you away from wasting time. So, but we truly have the greatest life hack for you mm-hmm. today. Um, I would say that the number one most stressor for mankind is possibly like money, provision, um, like security. That could be. That could possibly be like the number one stressor for yeah. for for <laughs> mankind. Uh, uh, money. What? Let's say them again. Money, provision, like. Uh, Security, yeah, something like that. Yeah, I would say that's pretty good. Money, provision, security. It's basically, you know, exactly what it sounds like. But it's basically the idea of where, where's the the next meal coming from? Where am I going to put my head at night? Am I going to have enough money? My or is my family going to be okay? Yeah, major stressor, and I think it crosses cultural barriers. Oh yeah, cro- like oh yeah, it's just mankind in mankind. general. Yeah. Very much mankind in general. Um, and let's be honest with our audience today. This is something that I've stressed about before. Like, I mean, Jen and I have talked about it a lot, like in the, especially not so much today, but in the past where it was like, okay, you know, do we have enough money <laughs> for, for to, to pay for things? Are we going to be like, are they, you know, do we have enough money for mortgage and for the car payment? And we just bought this and we shouldn't have gotten that. And just kind of like you realize you're looking at your bank account and you're like, okay, uh, we might have made some mistakes. Yeah. Oh, 100%. <laughs> and like, okay, how can we make some money? What can we do? What can we do? What can we do? Right? Yeah. It's, it's stressful. It's it's uh, painful. It's embarrassing. Um. It's humbling. And I feel like the Lord has spoken to me during times like this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I call it the life hack. So I, I'm ready to reveal it. All right. I'm ready. Let's go. I'm excited. Okay. And it feels like maybe a drum roll should happen, but here's the life hack. Okay. 
Attach your life to a greater cause, the cause of Christ, and Jesus will provide. Mm -hmm. Let's break this down way more practically. Yeah. Let's podcast it out. (laughs) I like it. Okay. So first thing that you said was attach attach your life to a cause. To a greater cause. To a greater cause. Yeah. And I love that. But what I love more than that is I love the next few words. Yeah. In parentheses next to it is the The cause cause of Christ. Christ. And I love that it's the cause of Christ because, Pastor, I talk about this a lot, that we live in a culture that wants a cause. Right, like I, I'm a youth pastor here, so I mostly deal do a lot of ministry with a lot like Gen Z, who loves to have a cause. Mm-hmm. They want to have a cause that's bigger than themselves, which I think is incredible. I love that aspect it's, about it's working amazing. with teenagers. It, it's absolutely incredible, and I constantly am applauding them for that. The danger is that sometimes if you pick the wrong cause, then all of a sudden you're attaching your life to something that's actually bringing your life down. Yeah, yeah, you'll you will go um, towards destruction, defeat, uh, d- uh, debt, depression. You got to be careful what you're attaching your life to. Yes, you have to. You have to be really careful the cause that you pick. And so when you said attach your life to a cause, a greater cause, a greater cause, the cause of Christ. That is, I think, the greatest cause that we could ever attach our life to. Yeah. I th- it just made me think about when Jesus was walking on this earth and how many times he called people to come follow him. Mm-hmm. And then he talks about the cost of following him. Mm-hmm. And he talks about <clears throat> uh, this, this idea of, hey, listen, you're going to have to kind of give up your own will and your own way mm-hmm. if you're going to be my disciple. But the, but the cause mm-hmm. is the kingdom of God. Yeah, here on earth and in heaven. Yeah, that's a. I mean, that's the greatest cause. And this is something that's really cool about Jesus, is he doesn't tend to give out the same assignment twice. <laughs> yeah, and that's crazy. That is crazy. Like, sure, are there thousands of pastors? Yeah, but yes, each pastor is doing different stuff. Exactly. Yeah, there's thousands of youth pastors, but. No, they're all kind of doing different stuff. Yep. Then, okay, let's break it down even more. How many people are called to call to the mission field? They attach their lives to this greater cause. Yeah. Jesus tells them, go on the mission field. Right. Well, if Jesus is telling you to do something, he will provide to ensure it gets done. Yeah. That's the life hack. That's the life hack. And I, and I think about, so, so I'm thinking about pastors, I'm thinking about our listeners out there who aren't pastors, sure. who aren't youth pastors, yeah. who aren't missionaries in some foreign country. Yeah. Uh, we got a lot of listeners who are spouses, students, college students, high school students. Moms, dads. Moms, dads. How do they take this life hack yep. and implement it? Right where they're at right now. Great question. You need to, first thing you need to do, if it feels like you're right now, you're like, I feel like the hamster on the wheel. I'm running hard. I'm sweating good, but I'm not <laughs> making much progress. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, if people are impressed with my hard work and my sweat, but they stood back and looked at my progress and I got, I didn't get anywhere. Yeah. Okay. That, 
you're in a great place because now you're ready. You're like fed up. Now you're ready to do step one. Yeah. Pray. Oh, that's good. God, what do you want to do with my life? Mm -hmm. That is a very powerful prayer. And God's not going to just speak to you right away. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) No, it it is a season of pressing in Mm -hmm. till you hear the voice of God tell you what to do. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And can can I just add something to that real quick? I'd love it. Uh, So I love you said... It's is because usually you're right. God, we do serve a God of, of suddenly. Our pastor says that we serve a God of suddenly, but a lot of times the, the suddenlies were far and few between in the Bible. Yeah. Most of the time God works through a process. Yeah. And so a lot of times we are like, okay, God, I don't know what to do with my life. Please speak to me. Yeah. And we want that booming voice from heaven to give me, here's the path walking in it. I will show you your future and everything that I have for you. Mm -hmm. That's not usually what happens. And a lot of times he doesn't speak right away because your uh, uh, motives are wrong. Yep. And he's waiting for your (laughs) motives to get pure. Yep. (laughs) And and so in that (laughs) season of pressing in, I just want to encourage you to still be serving the Lord and still be working hard and don't take that season of pressing in off. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like I've seen some people who, um, I'll be honest, I feel like I've seen some people who maybe go through through college or through a ministry academy of some sort and they're like, I'm going to go into ministry and they have this idea and then they graduate and they don't get a job right away. And so like, all right, what I'm going to do, I'm going to do a season of pressing in. Mm. And then all of a sudden they disappear off the face of the earth. Okay. I, you don't see them at church anymore. Yeah. They're not serving. And you're like, hey, you know, did you did you move? Like you go into a different church? Like, you know, did you move out? Oh, no, I'm still just living where I am. But did you, did you go to church? Mm-hmm. Are you serving in the local church? Yeah. Are you a part of a, a youth ministry or a young adult ministry? Become the kind <laughs> of person Jesus can use. Yes. That's what you're trying to say. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Get to a place where you are still living surrendered to God. Yeah. Because that's the kind of person he's going to use. It, it's true. So you, you, you've you got to ask God, what? What do you want me to do, God? I mean, if you truly are, feel like you're stuck right now, mm-hmm. you got you to gotta desperate. You're desperate. Get on your knees. <laughs> cry out. Yeah. And just do the right things, too. Go to church. <laughs> you know. Don't quit the day job yet. Yeah. Stay faithful. Stay committed. Stay happy. Stay happy. Stay, yeah. stay loving. Stay kind. Stay soft. You yeah. know? Uh, stay sweet. Don't don't sour. Don't yeah. sour on me. Stay sweet. You know? Do the right things. Just keep doing the right things. And but you're but you're doing something different now. Mm-hmm. You're saying, God, what you want me to do. And when Jesus tells you what to do, that means it's a greater cause yep. attached to Jesus. Praise the Lord. And you have you are going to be used by him. And if Jesus wants to get it done, he's going to get it done. He's going to get it done. He's going to get it done good. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's going to get it done. Yeah. And he'll provide for you so that you can do it. He'll, 
He'll line things up so you'll you'll get it done. He'll connect you with people so that you can accomplish it. He'll provide for you so that you can pay for it. Because mm-hmm. so, these things take resources and energy and time and uh, connections with people. And he will make it all. He will do it all for you. Yeah. This is the life hack. <laughs> yeah. This is what we all dreamed of. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I think that that when you when you align your life with the greater cause, the cause of Jesus Christ, and you, you're following the, the the calling of God on your life, we we often want God to, uh, um, I don't know, just almost like miraculously, you know, simplify the process and make it like, yeah, like so that you don't have to take money from heaven. Yeah. Faith is spelled <laughs> R-I-S-K. Yeah. So he will continue <laughs> to require risk out of you the entire time. Yes. You're and never going to get comfortable. Exactly. You're never going to get comfortable. And it made me think of of um, 2 Kings 4. And we, I've been talking about this a lot. It's a, it's a passage that our pastor um, has, has felt like the Lord spoke to him about a certain part of our ministry here. And it's been really speaking to me. But it's when there's the widow who her, her husband was one of the, in the school, the prophets. He was, he was a prophet. He dies. Her two sons, the creditors are coming to take them away because he had this debt. And she comes to Elijah and he says, what do you want me to do? And she said, I, I don't know. What can you do? Mm-hmm. Can you help me? And he says, all right, go gather up all of the jars hmm. from all, all your neighbors. Go, go to all the neighbors. And, and then he said, and, and don't just ask for a few. Like, get as many as possible. That's important because as many as she gets is as many as it's going to get filled. Exactly. And that little, she said, I have a little jar of oil. Mm-hmm. And she starts to pour it. And as wow. she pours, the jar gets filled up. And then she grabs another jar and pours. But it's not like he said, hey, just go get all the jars. And then God was like, boom, all the jars are filled. Yeah. She had to actively go out, get all the jars, and take that risk of looking foolish in front of her neighbors, looking like, hey, can you give me a jar? Can you give me like three jars? They must be thinking, what kind of – I know you ain't got no oil press over there. What do you need all these jars for? Yeah. And then, and then, and then Elijah tells her, and just start pouring the little jar you have, just start pouring it out. Wow. And God miraculously provides for that widow. And that's what it's like for us. Whatever God has called you to, whatever that thing is, maybe it's to be a father, to be a husband, to be, to be a wife, to be a a nurse, to, to be an evangelist in your high school, whatever that moment is. God is going to continue to provide, but you're going to, con- going to need to continue to step out in faith yeah. and put your faith into action to watch God provide. Yes. What kind of things can, Je- can Jesus call us to? Are they limited? Are they unlimited? D- does Jesus call us to like normal everyday things? Or if I pray this prayer, I'm going to be called to... To India, I just <laughs> I just know it because that's what Jesus does, you know. Right. What what kind of things are are does Jesus wants to do? What kind of what kind of things could we be called to, mm-hmm. Pastor Aaron? All right. So you asked a couple questions. One is it limited or unlimited? <clears throat> I think it's limited because regardless of what you thought in Sunday school, 
God cannot do everything. <laughs> There's things that are outside of God's character. So God is not going to call you to do something that goes against his character. Uh-huh. Um, so, so God's not going to call you to become a meth dealer, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's true. That's against his character. So it, there yep. is there is limitations. He's not going to call you to divorce your spouse and marry somebody else. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. There yeah. is that, the first one I gave was was kind of big yeah. picture, but like there is a sense of limit. A sense of limit. Mm-hmm. But I I think that inside of God's character, mm-hmm. inside of His uh, initial calling for the, the church, that in that realm. It is unlimited, if that makes sense. Totally makes sense to me. Okay. It's like, how many numbers are between one and two? Zero. 1.1. Right. 1.2. Yeah. (laughs) 1.3. How about (laughs) 1.11? There's a boundary, but within that boundary, it's it's pretty unlimited. It's pretty unlimited. It's pretty large, right? That's kind of how God is. So he can call you to be a teacher. Yeah. He can call you into the medical field. He can call you to be a writer. He he can call you to be, you know, a pastor. Mm-hmm. He can call you to be a worship leader. He can call you to be a stay at home mom. Yep. He, he, these are all th- these God can God can speak to you, but if God speaks to you, boom, you've got the life hack. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. You, you got it. Why do I say? Because you're in the will of God. Yeah. If you're in the will of God, you got to get it done. You're gonna get it Hang done. Hang on, good. <laughs> It's got to get done. Yeah. There will be some moments along the way, sure, where you're like, oh, no. Oh, no. I, you know, the bank account's at zero. Oh, that, somebody just left me. They were such a partner to me. They were such a strength to me. They were a pillar in my life. I, what am I going to do now? Yeah. No, but the Lord will continue to provide. The Lord will continue to take care of you. The Lord will continue to get his will done. And it's true that God speaks to people to do things, mm-hmm. write books. Preach sermons, go on a mission trip, to, to raise a child, to mm-hmm. adopt a child. Oh yeah, that God tells you to buy a piece of property. God tells you to start a building program. God tells you to hire a certain person. God tells you to start a business. Yep. He can tell you to be a roofer. He can tell you to be a a, a, a ditch digger. God can speak to you and tell you to rake leaves. Yep. Then these things are not out of our, you know. Uh, Livelihood; these are not beyond us yeah. as far as citizens, you know. Th- but these are things God can call us to do. He can actually tell us to do these things. Yeah, absolutely. Do them. To to do them. And and, <laughs> and here's the thing: I think sometimes, if you have grown up in church culture, sometimes we elevate this call to ministry more than other calls. Mm-hmm. We think like, well, if you're really spiritual, God's going to call you to be a missionary. Yeah. You know, but sometimes the greatest missionaries, sometimes the greatest people who are really making an impact are doing ordinary everyday jobs, are really making an impact for the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. You know, I was thinking about um, my dad, we were talking about him a little bit ago. My, my dad's a construction worker. He owns a, a masonry company that lays brick, stone, block, mm-hmm. that stuff. And... Uh, a couple of years ago, they were doing a job, and and this widow was uh, called them and asked them to to come look at a, a project, and and she was much older. She had hired a company to come in and fix her house, and they messed up her house. Yeah, 
and just did a terrible job with this whole outside, like it's part, like a big part of her house Mm -hmm. and totally messed it up. And my dad and his partner went in and they looked at it and both of them walked out and said, we're going to do this project for this lady totally for free. We're going to cover all the materials. And they got a huge crew of guys. So usually they did have a smaller crew. They uh, just recruited a big crew of guys, went in in two days, totally took down everything the guys had messed up, redid her house, totally fixed it, made it way better, and had an opportunity to to witness and minister to this widow and to her neighbors. It's unbelievable. And and that's the kind of stuff that you're like, yeah, but God didn't call me into ministry. Yeah, but God <laughs> that can... That is ministry. <laughs> that is ministry. God can call you to be a minister of the gospel wherever you are at and can use whatever he's called you to be, a stay-at-home mom, an evangelist in your high school, uh, a, a bricklayer, a doctor, a nurse, whatever. God can use you in that position to advance the kingdom. It's a wonderful story. It just completely continues to reiterate what we're trying to tell you is that... You've got to just seek God first. Whatever he tells you to do, yeah, do it. That's right. But he's not going to tell you to do something out of his character. Right. That's, but he will t- tell you to do something within the boundaries of his character, and it'll align with the Word of God. Mm-hmm. That's right. You do that thing. Then Jesus will provide. He's going to provide. Come on. Now you, the life hack has been initiated. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. This ain't... A fake scheme is <laughs> saying anything like that. This is how it works. Yeah. And this is what I would say we're looking for. Yeah. This is the peace of mind that we're looking for. This is the joy that we're looking for. Mm-hmm. This, this is the provision we so desperately desire. Oh, yeah. The Bible is clear about how rich God is. Yeah. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. That's right. He doesn't own a thousand cattle on a hill. <laughs> the cattle on a thousand hills. He's going to the cattle on a thousand hills. That's His right. streets are paved with gold. His buildings are made out of pearls. Right? Yeah. You know, he has no shortage of money. He'll provide for you so that mm-hmm. his will will be accomplished. That's right. So here it is one more time as we come to a close today. Attach your life to a greater cause, the cause of Christ, and he will provide for you. Come on. That's good. Isn't that awesome? That's awesome. That's what we all want. (laughs) That is. Praise the Lord. It's been great to be with you today, Paul. That's been great. Before we close out. Oh, did Fred text you back? He did. Yes. He he texted back and he said, when? Okay. He said, we're getting the W. Dubs, baby. So we'll see if his undefeated streak or his perfect streak it's not undefeated because they've lost twice, but he guessed it both times. He guessed it. He's got a perfect He's got a perfect record. Wow. We'll see if it stays. I hope it does. Me too. <laughs> Me too. All right, everybody. We'll catch you on the next one. See you guys. Bye. Get out there and tell somebody about Jesus. How's everybody doing today? Come on, somebody. Nothing's sticking anymore. Well, can't work him off today. It's flooded. Man, there is just a good vibe happening. Said that.